Some people believe that the days of revival are over. What we believe about spiritual awakenings should be rooted in what we believe about God. He never changes and is always able. Join Scott Pauling as we open God's Word and find encouragement in Ezra. Then, join us in praying for revival in our day. When opposition comes, and it surely will if you're trying to do the right thing, that is no time to stop. In fact, I would say to you that is the very time to press through. It is then that we are very often on the verge of victory, on the brink of blessing. Friend, don't you quit just before the breakthrough. This is no time to stop. We're picking up our story in the book of Ezra, right where we left off. You'll remember that as the people of God started to return to the Lord, started to make some progress, what happened? The adversaries showed up. In Ezra chapter 4, the adversaries first tried to infiltrate them. They tried infiltration to become one of them. Isn't that the devil's way first? Always try to sneak in like he did in the garden, subtly to become right alongside us and sow seeds of discord and disunity and disobedience. And then when that didn't work, they tried intimidation. The Bible says in Ezra chapter 4, verse 4, Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. Did you hear those three words? Weakened, troubled, and frustrate. That's the three things our enemy still wants to do. Are, are you feeling weak today? Are you feeling troubled today? Are you feeling frustrated today? Then know this, that didn't come from God the enemy is trying to stop you from moving forward. And this, friend, is no time to stop. When you come to the end of Ezra chapter number 4, they in, try to intensify. So they move from infiltration to intimidation to intensification. The Bible says they made them to cease by force and power. I tell you, sometimes the devil will just throw everything he possibly can against you. And so when you come to the end of Ezra chapter 4, you read this verse. Ezra 4, 24, Then ceased the work of the house of God which is at Jerusalem, so it ceased unto the second year of the reign of Darius king of Persia. Did you know that when it ceased, when it stopped, it stopped for 15 years? In fact, between the end of Ezra chapter 4 and the beginning of Ezra chapter 5, 15 years lapse. Think of the days wasted the glory of God that was robbed, the blessings that were missed. May I ask you a question? How long will we cease? Uh, what's it going to take to stop you? And when you do get stopped, how long do you think it's going to take you to get started again? Psalm 12 verse 1 says, The godly man ceaseth. Oh Lord, help us. That's, that's the word in our world today. So many godly people ceasing. Don't you be one of them. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing. In due season we shall reap if we faint not. In Acts chapter 5 verse 42, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 1.16, Paul ceased not to give thanks. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we're told to pray without ceasing. May I tell you, God doesn't stop and He doesn't want His people to stop. This is no time to stop. Now I must tell you that when you come to Ezra chapter 5, the story turns. Praise God it turns and it turns in a good direction. In fact, if you come down to verse number 5, the Bible tells us this. See if this doesn't sound a little different. But the eye of their God was upon the elders of the Jews that they could not cause them to cease. There's that word again. 
So when chapter 4 closes, the work ceased, the people ceased. But when you come to Ezra chapter 5, verse 5, something has changed. The Bible says the people had started working again, and now the opposition, it still came, it's always going to come, but they could not cause them to cease. May I ask you, what was the difference? Let me give you three simple thoughts that will help you not to stop. First of all, in verse number 1, they got back to the Word of God. Do you know what happened in verse 1? The Bible says, Then the prophets, Haggai the prophet, and Zechariah the son of Iddo, prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. I'll tell you what happened. The Word of God started to be declared again. Friends, there's power in the Word of God. If you want to see a real revival, just unleash the Word. It's not about what we have to say. It's about what God has to say. Only God's truth can shake us loose. It's a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. It's a sword that pierces to the, to the innermost thoughts and intents of the heart. And so this is no time to stop. This is time to get back to the Word of God. There's a second thing that happened in chapter 5. In verse number 2, uh, the people of God began to fellowship again. In fact, the Bible says, Then rose up Zerubbabel the son of Shiltiel and Jeshua the son of Josedek and began to build the house of God which is at Jerusalem and with them, I love that expression, with them were the prophets of God helping them. <laughs> Friends, this is no time to stop. This is a time for the fellowship of God's people. We need one another. We all need the Lord and we need one another. God designed it that way. We're members of a body. We're members of a spiritual building. We're members of the bride. We, we need one another. We need to exhort one another and edify one another and love one another and bear one another's burdens. I'm telling you, it's a one another ministry that God has given to all of us. Now, that's why God's people don't need to be separated from one another. No, we, we need to assemble and we need to fellowship and we need to work together. And I love this beautiful word. It says, helping them. The preachers, the prophets, Haggai and Zechariah here, did more than talk. They jumped right in the work with them. So here they are side by side. They're all working together. What a picture. Remember, we talked in the previous study about moving forward. This is how you move forward. When everybody finds their place and does their part. And friends, when the opposition comes, this is no time to stop. And then there's a third thing that you find in Ezra chapter 5. And it is this, that they began to believe God again. Did you know there's a courage that grows out of faith? In verse 5, it says, The eye of their God was upon the elders of the Jews. They had God's eye. Oh, I love this. God's looking at you today, friend. Psalm 32, verse 8, God says, I will guide thee with mine eye. Uh, you see, He sees everything perfectly. He knows the future. Now watch, He can only guide you with His eye if He has your eye. He can only give you the look that you need and uh, guide you with His direction if you have your eyes fixed on Him. But have faith in God. God's looking at you. Maybe you can't see Him for all of the opposition and all the trouble right now. Uh, but turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. They had God's eye. In verse 10 and 11, they had God's name. I love this part of the story. The enemies sent to them and said, what's your names? We're going to take role here. We're going to try to intimidate you. We're going to take your names down. And in verse number 7, they returned this answer, We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. I like that, don't you? They said, Our name's not important. Only God's name is important. His name alone was their authority and their identity. Friend, we need to get back to remembering who God is and who we are in God. You have God's name. And then your, your aim is God's glory. Chapter 5 ends this way in verse number 16, that the building had not been finished. Do you understand that the temple sitting there not finished 
uh, was detracting from the glory of God. It was taking away from God's purpose. And so what stirred them up? The thought that, look, God Almighty, His name needed to be exalted and lifted up. Uh, chapter 5 is a, is a transitional chapter. When you come to chapter number 6, the house gets finished. Praise God, it gets finished. And they worship and they praise God and there's joy. Friends, we get joy as God gets glory. I want to say to you, this is no time to stop. This is a time for the Word of God. This is a time for the fellowship of God's people. And this is a time for the courage that grows out of faith. I wonder, will we cease? And if you have ceased, how long are you going to sit there? Till you die? How many days are you going to waste? Or are you willing by the grace of God to say, this is no time to stop. And with God's grace and help, no matter what the devil throws at me, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to stay in the Word. I'm going to stay close to the people of God. And I'm going to keep believing the Lord. And I'm going to exhibit the courage that grows out of faith and let the Lord finish in and through my life what God wants to do. I say to you again, friends, this is no time to stop. Do you believe that revival is possible in our nation and in our generation? It must begin with a praying remnant. We are excited to announce a new book on Revival Praying by Scott Pauley. You may download the ebook or order the hardback edition now at scottpauley.org. We trust that it will encourage you to seek God for revival in our day.